this is. Look at the air. Look at the hang time. Look at the fly. We talking about practice. Trash. It's about wins and losses. Talk with your host, Troy Abbott. Hi all, welcome to the first episode of Hoop Trash Talk. I'm your host, Troy Abbott. I'm going to be doing some analysis of the NBA for hooptrashtalk.com. Uh, depending on the popularity of the podcast, I'll try to get a couple done a week, but if you really like it, I'm more than happy to do more. You can let us know by following us on Twitter at Hoop Trash Talk or email mailbag at hooptrashtalk.com and let us know. Thought I'd start off with a little bit about me. As you might have already noticed, yes, I am Australian. I've been playing basketball going on sort of 15 years, played at many levels, done some coaching, and currently have a background in sports psychology. I'm an avid basketball fan, I like to think I have some reasonable knowledge when it comes to basketball analysis, but I'm always open to feedback, so be sure to get me on Twitter or the website if you don't agree with me or you want to give your two cents. Going to begin today's show with a bit of a preseason breakdown of the teams. We'll start today with the Western Conference and get into the Eastern Conference in the next episode. Well, if we're talking Western Conference, we have to start with the Lakers. Obviously the biggest story in basketball at the moment with their off-season acquisitions. Uh, from what I've seen in the preseason, Nash looks fantastic running the team and Kobe seems happy enough to let him. I actually think he might be having a positive effect on Kobe as he looks to try to share the ball a bit more than he has in previous seasons. Uh, Pau Gasol looks like he's back to his old self and not just sitting at the three-point line looking for shots. Oh, when Dwight gets back, they're going to be fantastic defensively. The only concern for the Lakers is their bench. Antoine Jamis is just really not the player he once was. Uh, J.D. Meeks, while a solid shooter, cannot really create his own shot out there. And while Steve Blake is a solid backup, he really does need some talent out there with him. So this will probably mean uh, more time for the starters. Uh, probably falling on Dwight and Powell, considering the age of Nash and Kobe. Besides that, I think they're going to be a really exciting team, and depending how they mesh together, um, they're definitely title contenders. Moving on to the defending Western Conference champions, Oklahoma City. Uh, they're such a well-balanced team with defenders like Serge Barker, Kendrick Perkins, and Thabo Cephalosha. And then they have the scoring talent with Durant and Westbrook and Harden. The only concern, I think, again, is going to be their bench. They didn't really bring in much talent. Um, they received Hashim to beat, who is huge, but just has terrible hands, does not really finish that well around the rim. Uh, it's going to help having Eric Maynor back, and Nick Collison is still there with his hustle plays and outside shooting. Um, a positive for the bench is I think they got a real steal in Perry Jones III with the 28th pick. Uh, he looks great in the preseason. I think a lot of teams are going to regret, regret passing on him. Um, they're definitely going to make some noise in the finals again as Kevin Durant just continues to improve. And depending on which Russell Westbrook turns up, they definitely have the potential to get back to the finals. Next up, we have the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, now as a basketball fan, the Spurs are just fantastic to watch. Such a magnificent structure and coaching staff. They could slot just about any basketball player in the world into their organization and they would perform a role for that team. Obviously, with the staples of Ginobili, Parker and Duncan, who are seemingly ageless, uh, seems to be why they continue to have outstanding regular season records and they just can keep continuing to find a fantastic role players to fill in those other positions. I think the question with the Spurs is whether they can maintain their play through the finals. It just seems when the big three play extended minutes, it really seems to take a toll on them physically. And they can tend to get run over by younger teams like we've seen with the Grizzlies and the Thunder in the last couple of years. But again, if it all comes together, they could definitely shake up the Western Conference again. We'll move on to the Clippers, who have made a lot of off-season moves this year, bringing in 
guys like Lamar Odom, Jamal Crawford and Matt Barnes are letting go of guys um, like Kenya Martin, Mo Williams, Randy Foy and Nick Young. I'm still not quite sure if these moves have made the team any better. Uh, Lamar Odom looks extremely out of shape and nowhere near the play he was for the Lakers. Um, Jamal Crawford and Matt Barnes have had some promising games in the preseason, but I just don't think they have the offensive firepower of guys like Mo and Nick Young, who they let go. Um, I think the team is going to be heavily relied on Chris Paul again. He may get some relief from Chauncey Billets if he's healthy, and Blake Griffin needs to take on some of that offensive load as well. Um, from the couple of preseason games I've watched, it definitely looks like they've been working with DeAndre Jordan. Um, with his shot and post moves. And he does look like he's got a whole lot better in the post, but his free throw shooting has seemed to, seemingly got worse, if that's even possible. And I have a feeling teams are just going to hack him this year if he comes even close to the rim. So there may be a dark horse in the NBA this year, but a lot of it is dependent on the health of Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and whether those role players can take on some of the burden uh, when those two aren't out there. Another contender in the same sort of area as the Clippers is the Denver Nuggets. Uh, they are a fantastic team to watch. They put The way they push the ball and the energy they receive from guys like Kenneth Fareed and JaVale McGee really gets the team going. And I think they made a fantastic move in bringing in Andre Iguodala, who will no doubt bring them more energy and give them a fantastic win defender. I just love the balance of the team, especially at the point guard position when you have the run-and-gun style of Ty Lawson and then you bring in the methodical craftiness of Andre Miller off the bench, who I still think is one of the top 10 point guards in the league. Uh, they have a lot of depth with guys like Wilson Chandler and Corey Brewer coming off the bench. The concern I see for the team is three-point shooting, which may be costly in the finals unless guys like Danilo, Danilo Gallinari and, Ty, and Wilson Chandler can find their range. Um, I definitely think they have the potential to shock a couple of teams this year if they get it right. Um, it certainly would be one of my favourite teams to watch. Next up is Memphis, who I'm just a little unsure of what to think about their chances for a title this year. They seem to have all the pieces there to go all the way. They just need a year with little injuries so they can really nut out how to play together. Um, they sort of re resemble the Thunder in a sense they have a well-balanced team in terms of scorers and defenders, except for the fact they don't have an unselfish superstar like Kevin Durant. Uh, if they're going to be any chance this year, Rudy Gay really needs to refine his game a little and try to look for his teammates more when he's driving to the basket and not just look to make those highlight plays. Um, the opposite goes for Marc Gasol. He really needs to be more aggressive and get on the low block and go to work much more. Um, for preseason warm-up, Zach Randolph looks like he has his feet back and um, looks like he's almost back to that 2010 form where he was nearly unstoppable. Um, they're definitely a team to watch. It would not shock me if they made a deep run this year. Uh, let's move on to the Jazz, who I reckon are probably one of the deepest teams in the NBA when it comes to talent. Uh, their big guy rotation of Al Jefferson, Paul Millsap, Derek Williams and Enes Cantor is probably one of the most formidable in the NBA. Um, I really like the development of Favors and reckon he's due for some more minutes this year. So I think the Jazz will be looking to move one of those big guys. Most likely, um, our Jefferson is he's just simply awful defensively. Uh, so they can get Favors more minutes and into the starting lineup. Um, I also think they've made a real upgrade at the point guard spot with Mo Williams, who can get up the floor and is a dead-eye shooter from deep. Um, Marvin Williams has also looked impressive in, 
in the preseason for the team. Obviously enjoying the Jazz's system more than he did the Hawks. Um, again, I definitely think they're a playoff team this year, but I just think the rest of the Western Conference is just too strong for them to make any sort of a run. Uh, we'll continue with Dallas. Uh, they are really reloaded this year with um, Dirk pretty much the only staple in the team. I uh, really like what they have done bringing on OJ Mayo and Darren Collison who can get up and push the ball and uh, score in transition. Um, Chris Kamen, who they brought on, I think is one of the most um, underrated players in the NBA, the way he's, he's, he is in the post and he's outside shooting skills that not a lot of big men have. Uh, a lot of their seasons can be relied on the health of Dirk. Uh, with rumours out there, he may need um, knee surgery. Uh, he's definitely going to be out for a, a month or two with that. Uh, defensively, I just don't think they've been the team they were since um, Tyson Chandler left and um, just to be a ghost of that team that won the title in 2011. Um, they definitely put all their eggs in a basket trying to attain uh, Darren Williams and Dwight Howard from free agency. I think the front office has been forced into signing this group to try and get some sort of a competitive team out there. Um, they're definitely a top a top eight team in the West if uh, Dirk is healthy, but really don't see them getting past the first or second round. I'll move on to Minnesota, who I think has a really exciting young core there with uh, the likes of Rubio, Kevin Love, and Pekovic. Uh, it really hurts them losing uh, Kevin Love for the first month of the season, but once him and Rubio are back, they'll definitely have the star power there to certainly rattle a few teams. Uh, they made some great off-season moves this year, bringing uh, back Brandon Roy and adding uh, Andre Kirilenko, and hopefully they can pick up some of the load while uh, Kevin Love is out. Um, from the preseason minutes, it does look like that Brandon Roy hasn't lost any of his skill. He may be a little slower than he was in Portland, but uh, he can definitely help the team. Derek Williams definitely needs to pick up his play this year. Being a number two draft pick, he really sort of needs to be averaging a double-double with Kevin Lo- uh, Love out. Uh, I think to do it, he just needs to stop settling for those outside jumpers and use that amazing athleticism he has to get to the room and, and free throw line. Uh, there'll just certainly be a team to keep your eye on once they're all healthy and uh, have some time playing together. So I'd probably look at them making a run maybe next year. Another exciting young team in the West is the Sacramento Kings. They have such a young, talented core with the downfall being that they are so immature. And I think DeMarcus Cousins realises how special of a player he is and he just needs to get his head around what it takes to be an NBA star. Um, they drafted well this year, bringing in Thomas Robertson, who looks amazing, and I seriously don't understand why the teams before him didn't pick him up. Um, just seems like a mature guy and is probably one of the most NBA-ready guys to come out of the draft this year. Um, they also have Aaron Books back from overseas. And I think people forget just how special a player was he was for the Rockets. He's um, just a pure scorer and what he lacks in um, passing, he certainly makes up in, in his scoring. Um, I don't think Tyreek Evans has been the player he was since they moved him out of the guard spot. Um, but hopefully playing some time in those other positions can get him back to the form that saw him win Rookie of the Year a couple of years ago. Um, when it comes to the Kings, talent only gets you so far, and you really need those veterans there in your lineup to not only mentor the young guys, but to make the right plays in clutch time as well. I think if the Kings can work out their kinks in their roster, they certainly have the players and talent there to make the eight. Golden State is in the same sort of boat as the Kings with a very young lineup, but I just think they have a b- better personalities on their team. The front office has done well to bring in veteran guys like Andrew Bogut and Jarek Jack to guide 
the youngins and teach them how to play NBA ball. I think a lot of their season's going to be relying on health. Uh, I think the Monte Ellis trade for Bogut was a good one. If he's healthy, it just does seem he's a little injury prone though. But when he's out there, he can, he can change the team alone with his defense. Stephen Curry is another worry. His ankles seem to be letting him down at times, and he may have to deal with that throughout his NBA career. Uh, but again, when he's out there, his uh, skills and, and shooting just make a massive difference to the team. Um, they also drafted Harrison Barnes, who I'm just not sold on. He seems to have all the tools there to be a fantastic NBA player, but just does not seem to play with any passion. I just hope he doesn't give uh, the Warriors fans as much grief as he did the Tar Heels. In terms of their chances, I think they're a wait-and-see team. Uh, Bogut hasn't played at all in the preseason, and Curry has had limited minutes, but it uh, looked really good out there. Uh, they may be a sleeper in the Western Conference if they're all healthy. Moving to the lower-tier teams, the Houston Rockets will be an interesting team to watch. Uh, they completely blew up their roster last year, I, I think in the hope that they could grab Dwight Howard. Uh, but they ended up giving big money to Omar Sheik and, and Jeremy Lin. Um, from the preseason outings, Sheik actually looks really good being the big guy focal point. And you can see he's done a lot of work in the offseason in terms of working on his post moves. Um, Jeremy Lin could be an expensive bust. Uh, he just doesn't look confident out there at all. And um, looks like he's lost all his confidence going to the rim. And that injury may have um, affected his game a lot. He's had a lot of turnovers, and I think it's really affecting him not having that big New York crowd behind him. Uh, they have some bright spots, though, in Kevin Martin, who looks much improved uh, than he did towards the end of last year. It could just be that he's it's a contract year for him, and he's just looking to get paid. Uh, but hopefully he can pick up his play and um, help the team. Uh, another bright spot out there is Terrence Jones, who they drafted out of Kentucky. Um, he's looked really good coming off the bench in preseason, uh, rebounding the ball well, and has been finishing really well around the rim. Uh, if his play gets up, he could uh, work his way into that starting lineup. Um, in terms of their chances, I think they'll miss the eight this year. They made a huge mistake letting Louis Scholar go for nothing, and they don't really have any talent there that can really lead them. Continuing with Phoenix, who I think is just going to be a mess this year. They seem to have brought in a lot of guys who can score but play no defense, which is sort of Phoenix's philosophy, except for this year they don't have Nash there running the point getting, and getting guys open shots. Uh, while Goran Dragic is a crafty point guard as he was tutored by Nash, uh, he just doesn't have Nash's creativity or shooting ability and is probably more suited to a backup role. Uh, they did well to pick up Louis Scholar off waivers. I think he's very underrated for what he provides a team. Um, he's very crafty post moves and he has a good outside perimeter shot uh, that not many other power forwards can provide. Uh, Marcin Gortot has, always, has also been a good player for the team uh, since they brought him on. Has good, good size, plays a little defense and uh, finishes well around the rim for a big man. Uh, besides that, I just don't think the Suns fans have much to get excited about this year. Beasley, who they brought in, is just going to be taking a lot of field goal attempts, not play much defense or look for his uh, teammates. I also think their three-point shooters like Jared Dudley aren't going to be nearly as effective as they were last year without Nash there. Um, their shots just aren't going to be nearly as open and they'll probably struggle a bit. Um, besides that, they do have a lot of picks coming from the Lakers, so hopefully they can use those picks over the next couple of years and rebuild the team uh, from the ground up and, and become championship contenders again. Moving on to Portland, uh, they have completely blown up their team and have very few guys who were actually there last year. 
They've tried to keep their best players in Lamarcus Aldridge and paid good um, wing defender Nicholas Batum a lot of money to stay. I think the other guy they kept on the team was uh, Wesley Matthews, who is a, a solid shooting guard um, and, yeah, has been on the improve. Um, they made a great, great draft choice this year in Damian Lillard, who has great size at the point um, and does everything you want uh, a point guard to do. I've heard comparisons out there between him and um, Darren Williams, and if he keeps developing uh, the way he has, he definitely has potential to get there. Uh, they also picked up Myers Leonard in the draft, who looks like a big, solid NBA body. Uh, but from his preseason play, he really needs to work on his pick-and-roll defense and um, just develop his skills a little more. Uh, the organization definitely went all the way in changing the team, and I think uh, a little more heartache is on the cards for the ever-suffering Portland fans, uh, at least for the next year or two. Uh, we'll finish up today with our New Orleans, who are also rebuilding their team after they've lost Chris Paul. Um, they got great pieces this year with the first draft pick in Anthony Davis, who looks like he's going to develop into a good NBA player. Uh, he still has some way to go in terms of his post moves, and um, I think he may need a bit more size, as I think they'll look to move him to the centre and move Ryan Anderson, who they brought in as a three-point shooter, into the starting lineup at the power forward. Um, they also drafted Austin Rufus with a 10th pick, who I think has a lot of upside with his ability to get to the rim, and um, he's still developing that outside shooting. The key to Rivers, I think, is going to be whether he can become a true point guard and get his teammates involved when the lane isn't open. But I look for the Hornets to develop some other guys this season as well, um, and with more picks coming to them in, in the next couple of years, they should have a, a solid roster uh, within the next three to four years. So that wraps up my uh, preseason look at the Western Conference. Now what I'm going to try to do each episode is wrap up the show with a uh, top five list covering my thoughts on topics like the top five point guards, top five defenders and centers and etc. Uh, the next couple of shows I thought I'd do a top five of my um, picks for the end of season awards this year. Um, today I'll, I'll take a look at the rookie of the year, uh, most improved player and sixth man of the year. Um, this year's Rookie of the Year award is probably going to be uh, the closest one in a while with a deep rookie class and a lot of guys coming out that have a, the potential to win it. I think Anthony Davis has to be the favourite, um, being the focal point for the Hornets and a fantastic talent. Um, but I'd also take a look at um, Andre Drummond, who's been really impressive in preseason play. And the few minutes he's played uh, alongside Greg Monroe, they have looked like a really potent front court. I would also put Thomas Robinson in the same category, uh, with him being a chance for the award also. Um, he brings a lot to the Kings. Uh, he might miss out, just he might not get the shots out there with um, guys like DeMarcus Cousins and Tyreek Evans looking for um, points as well. Damian Lillard uh, will also be a good chance for Portland. Um, I think he's going to be running the team all year and will have to do a bulk of the scoring as well. Um, my dark horse pick for rookie they would be probably be Jared Sullinger. He's looked uh, great in preseason for Boston, um, and from all reports, he's going to get the starting job um, instead of Brendan Bass. Um, he'll have a point guard like Rondo out there distributing, and Garnett is looking to be a bit more passive offensively as well, which could get him um, a bit a few more points and um, a chance for the. Uh, the Defensive Player of the Year is going to be interesting this year. You'd have to put Dwight Howard up there as as one of the favourites again. Um, but this year yeah, actually might be a chance for the MVP, so he might miss out. I would also put LeBron in the same boat. He's, he's a fantastic defender and can guard almost uh, positions one to five. 
But again, he's a chance for the MVP, so he might miss out. Uh, the defending title holder, Tyson Chandler, would also be up there in the voting as he pretty much dedicates his entire game to playing defense. Um, Serge Ibaka, I'd also put in the running. I actually thought he should have won it last year as he led the league in blocks and was so influential um, for the Thunder defensively. Uh, my dark horse in this category would have to be uh, Joking Noah, who I think gets very little recognition defensively. But uh, the way he moves and his commitment, I think he, was, he is one of the best defenders in the league. The Sixth Man of the Year award is going to be tightly contested as well. Um, it's tough to pick at the start of the year as starting rosters haven't really been confirmed yet. But if they stay similar to what they've been in the preseason, uh, James Harden would have to be my favourite to go back-to-back. He pretty much becomes a one-man team when Durant and Westbrook aren't out and um, he just does everything that they need out there. Um, Ray Allen will also be one of my top picks. Uh, coming off the bench for the Heat, I think he's going to get a ton of open shots um, with with the likes of uh, LeBron and Wade uh, penetrating the lane and, and opening that three-point line for him. Um, Jamal Crawford is a chance if he can find that form he had with Atlanta. He's certainly going to get plenty of playing time and opportunity with the Clippers. He just needs to get his shooting confidence back. Um, I think Derek Favors might be one of the dark horses for the award. If he does indeed end up coming off the bench, um, he obviously works very hard and his postgame is definitely improving and um, I think he's going to be in for his best years yet. Uh, to round out the top five, I'd probably put Jason Terry in there. He's always up there in voting and he's going to be playing the same role for Boston that he's been playing with them for the Mavs for the last few years um, and he's so, so suited to that role it's just going to be whether he can adjust his game to fit into the uh, Boston system uh, well that's going to wrap up the first episode of Hoop Trash Talk um, we're still trying to work out a few kinks well that's going to wrap up um, the first episode of Hoop Trash Talk uh, we're still trying to work out a few kinks but I hope you enjoyed it be sure to get me on Twitter and let me know your top five picks um, for the um, season awards and keep an eye out for the next uh, episode where I'll preview the Eastern Conference um, in the next few days. So thanks for listening.